Welcome to Verity Ed, where parents are primary. Today, I am so excited to share with you my conversation with Colleen Pressprich, an amazing Catholic homeschooling mother, author, and Montessori expert. And stick with us all the way to the end for some amazing free giveaways. We hope you join us and enjoy the conversation. So welcome to Verity Ed, where parents are primary today. I am so excited because we are talking to a dear friend of mine. We go a long way back to our days at way back to our days at Emory when I was a mother of one, two and three children. Mm-hmm. And Colleen was our angel. who <laughs> She made it possible for me to finish my master's. We'll just put it that way. Oh, <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Oh, yeah. So you're just a really special part of our life. And I'm glad that we're back together. Uh, and able to talk today about your Colleen went on from Emory to have extensive experience as a Montessori teacher. Um, and first, though, as a missionary with Life Teen Missions, and you worked at Cove Crest, right? I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. up in the Georgia mountains. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's a beautiful part of the country. I love it up there. Make sure you stay tuned at the end of this interview. We have a giveaway, and Colleen will be sending some holy card, vinyl, stickers, and a signed book plate to the winner. So stay tuned to find out how you can enter to win her materials from her amazing new book, Marian Consecration for Families with Young Children. Um, But first, Colleen, would you please tell us a little more about yourself and what you've done since Emory and your family? Yes. Yeah. So um, after some crazy life turns of events, um, I live in Michigan now. We're just outside of Detroit. Um, My husband is a resident physician. He's a urologist. Um, And we like to say we have five under 98 because my grandmother, who just turned 98 this month, lives with us. She has for six years um, Mm. since our oldest was just a baby. So we've got four kids. Gianna is six. William's four. Charlotte is two. And this has been, and he's three months old. Oh, he gets to do all the meetings with me. Yes. Um, so yeah, we um, homeschool and love it. And um, I get to do some writing on the side, which is really fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait to talk about your new project coming out. I'm, I'm just really geeking out over it uh, for sure. <laughs> so what I'd like to do today is have you talk to the moms and me about Montessori a little bit on how it integrates with your home life and your faith and help us with some common misconceptions that I hear about Montessori. Mm -hmm. Um, Interestingly enough, I think a lot of the same misconceptions uh, arise about Montessori as do about classical education, which is my wheelhouse. So let's Mm -hmm. address those together. Um, But first, let's talk Montessori just in general for someone who knows nothing about it. Maybe they're like, oh, that's the crunchy hippie granola school, right? Like, (laughs) please tell us like, what is the sine qua non of Montessori? What is it? So it's so funny because it does have that kind of hippie reputation. Um, But Maria Montessori, who started it, was a physician and a scientist Mm -hmm. and was very um, empirical. So she um, founded the Montessori method. Um, She was a Catholic physician. She was um, fascinated by children and became an educator. Um, And she spent a lot of time 
um, working with and observing um, children from very poor backgrounds and children with special needs. Um, and so she developed this method that is based on her observations of how children learned. And that was very, very concrete and hands-on. Um, and those are the two things that I think are um, the best like earmarks of a Montessori program is that it's all very concrete because she mm -hmm. noticed that the child needs to move from the concrete to the abstract. Yeah. So like with math, if you're counting and adding, like the kids need to see that two is bigger than one mm -hmm. and three is bigger than two. And so they're actually experiencing, um, they're experiencing math. Right, um, right. And everything in Montessori, no matter, you know, if this child is three years old or if this child is 12, every new concept begins concretely and moves abstractly. And we find that children really do learn it quicker. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing with Montessori is that um, a big thing you'll hear said is follow the child mm -hmm. because Maria Montessori was so observation-based yeah. and is so, if you walk into a Montessori classroom, a lot of what you'll see is the teacher standing to the side mm -hmm. and it can look like she's absolutely not doing anything. <laughs> oh my goodness. These children are just on their own. And, but right. really what she's doing is paying attention to each individual child and she's watching them complete their work mm -hmm. and noting which tweaks are needed, which changes are needed, mm -hmm. which child's has mastered the jump from having to count each individual bead of the 10 bar and to now they just know that that means 10. Um, so Montessori is very much about following where your child leads. And that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that if your kid doesn't like to read, then you never read, but it does right. mean that, um, if a child is ready and interested and engaged, you go mm -hmm. as far as that child is ready for, is ready. which right. is one of the things that just makes it perfect for homeschooling, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, what I'm hearing is a lot, a lot of similarities with a classical approach and this idea of um, we learn, well, Aristotle's idea that all knowledge comes to us begins in the senses, right? That mm -hmm. it all begins through our five senses. And then the classical approach also of the stages of development that mm -hmm. early on in the primary years, the emphasis is on um, harnessing the natural wonder of the child mm -hmm. and guiding them and bring, giving them those fundamental skills so then they can go on to the next stage and the next stage. And mm -hmm. um, I love the idea of the layering of the skills. I think one of the um, biggest misconceptions of Montessori and any kind of child-led educational philosophy is that, well, it's all, it, that's all well and good if children weren't sinners and didn't need, <laughs> didn't need <laughs> um, guidance and, you know, that we're a mm -hmm. fallen world, so they need discipline, they need to be given mm -hmm. rigor and moved along. So how would you respond when someone's like, well, we really shouldn't have child-centered learning because children are fallen and they need to be challenged and drawn out of what they want. Well, I think that um, I think that you're doing it wrong, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you really feel? Yeah. Because, well, because yeah. honestly, no, children mm -hmm. are curious. 
They're mm-hmm. fascinated and they want to learn. So if you're right. not making a subject interesting enough, then mm-hmm. there's something wrong um, mm-hmm. with how it's being presented to a child, particularly right. a young child who hasn't yeah. lost that wonder yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're either speaking at too high a level or too low a level. Mm-hmm. I find more often than not, we talk to children below where down, they are. Right, dumbing it and down. We, we dumb it down and mm-hmm. we don't respect what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where I found that kids kind of shut learning off. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, shut it down. And right. I think that there is absolutely a balance that you strike mm-hmm. between this is the work that we have to do. <laughs> um, and this is the work that we are passionate about. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but they they flow together and they tie right. together. So right. I don't I don't think child-centered learning is at all mutually exclusive to rigor and right um right and to learning virtues right to learning the virtues of discipline and hard work Uh and perseverance um I think it it works so well with our Catholic faith um all of these sort of the Charlotte Mason Montessori and the early classical stages they Uh work really well with our faith um and I remember John Paul II's uh, writings on work, right? Human work in Laborum Exer. I'm going to say it wrong, Laborum Exer sends. Um, but he talks about how work and the desire to do good work and to work hard was prior to the fall of man, right? That yeah. um, it's something untouched. Uh, well, it's touched by sin, but it's um, it's native to our, our original creation was to do work here on earth. And I see that in small children, they can take great pride and satisfaction in good work and work well done. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. that's an area of Montessori that is so perfect mm-hmm. for homeschooling because yeah. she really put a huge emphasis on children doing real work. And mm-hmm. not just pretending to do cook or right. pretending to clean, but actually completing tasks mm-hmm. that they're capable of. Um, yes. And that's perfect for at home. You know, mm-hmm. like my kids have a laundry day and they, yes. with a little bit of scaffolding and with help, yeah. wash <laughs> yes. and dry and put their clothes away. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot to um, creating, um, we call it the prepared environment in Montessori. Yeah. Um, that the classroom is all set up so that the child can succeed and Mm -hmm. can um, accomplish real work. And when you take that into your home, um, what it looks like is things like, you know, putting dishes in silverware down Mm -hmm. low enough where a child can get them and set the table. Um, If they spill something, they are taught to clean it up. Um, Mm -hmm. There are tons Mm -hmm. of chores that children are capable of doing. Um, wow. And it takes yeah, a little bit true. of work in the beginning, mm-hmm. but, you know, eventually they become very competent and very capable yes. and very, very proud Yes, of yeah. what they, what they are allowed to do and what they can do. Yeah. Right. And I think um, it, it's so beautiful to have them in the home and uh, have that just time with them, just doing the ordinary work of everyday life and learning to do yeah. it well. And Mm -hmm. um, so my oldest being 15 now, can you believe it? Uh, So she's 15. So I have 15, 12, 10, 7. And what you're saying about the scaffolding really speaks to me at this point in my life. I'm like, oh, it really did build. And I have a 15-year-old child now who's 
more than capable than I am in some respects of certain household tasks. And so Mm -hmm. I find that at this point in my motherhood with my youngest, I have a little bit more ability to spend time with them because some of the household tasks are taken care of Mm -hmm. so well. So just an encouragement to all the moms out there with younger children, follow Colleen's example. building (laughs) you're building an amazing home culture let's build the family culture where Mm -hmm. everyone's a part of the team and not just like you have to do your chores but every child should feel that they're an integral and necessary part of the family yeah Um, we say everybody helps as much as they are able yeah um which really helps our family to limit the like well how come I have to do more how come she's not doing it's just everybody helps as much as they are able Mm-hmm. And because we are a family and this is all yeah. of our home. Yeah. Um, That's like St. Therese, who's like one of your top 10 girls, I think. Oh, St. Therese. So with her different, um, her image of the, which soul will be happiest in heaven, right? Will some souls mm-hmm. be happy? And she had, I think, was it her mother or her father who gave her this image or maybe one of her sisters, but um, that some souls are little like a thimble, right? Mm-hmm. But they're going to be filled to the brim and other souls are the size of a teacup, but they're going to be filled with joy to the brim. And other souls are like great flagons of beer. Yeah. I don't think she used that term, but they're wine, huge. But yeah, yeah, wine. And they're going to be filled full of wine up in heaven. So um, in that way, too, the way we contribute to our families and our communities here on mm-hmm. earth, some of us are little and some of us are bigger, but we're all giving to our fullest filled exactly. to the brim. I love that so much. Okay. I'm getting a little off track with common objections here because this is just so rich, right? I love it. Um, another one that I hear a lot, and also we hear this with classical ed too, and Charlotte Mason is the big, uh, you know, key word right now in education is STEM. Uh, is mm. my child going to be prepared for mm-hmm. her amazing career in chemical engineering? What about math? What about architecture? What about, you know? skills that will actually make them money in the world. What about STEM, Colleen? Yes, what about STEM? Montessori, Um, give us STEM. (laughs) It can, it can. And um, it can in a very rich and full way. Mm -hmm. Um, So in a traditional Montessori curriculum, um, even the littlest child is getting botany and zoology Mm -hmm. and astronomy. And they're getting it in a way that you might not notice that Mm -hmm. that's exactly what they're doing, but you're going to walk into a Montessori classroom and realize that that five-year-old knows all the Latin terms for, Mm -hmm. you know, the classification system. Yeah. Um, So I would say that Montessori um, is richest Mm -hmm. and easiest to access in language arts and math, Um, but the science and the bedrock of it really is there. Um, Mm -hmm. And the method um, can be applied to just about any science out there. Right. Any discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any science. Yeah. yeah. And I think, um, I think a lot of times to, again, with classical education, in those early years, parents will look at the students and say, uh, you know, where's their test on the solar system that they passed? And Oh, you're like, they didn't need a test when they're seven on the solar system, because honestly, how much of your solar system from second grade do you remember, right? <laughs> like, none, zero. Well, right. I remember, I, so when I was teaching and I was working with upper elementary students, mm-hmm. we had been doing actually the solar system and um, that my students created on their own a 
two-scale two replica of the solar system. Oh. So the sun took up half the wall. And then they <laughs> measured out both the size of the planets and the wow. distance that they'd have to be mm -hmm. to be in scale. And it took them days to like <laughs> create this beautiful, beautiful model. And I remember like as they finished it, one of the parents of my students came in and was like, well, my child's not doing word problems. Where yeah. are the, where's the word problem book? And I was like, well, this right behind you is the, yeah. that's the world problem book. Yeah. Like this is the, it's not written down in a worksheet, mm -hmm. but your child just figured out how Created to create this. scale, you know, mm -hmm. like, and right. actually translated those mathematical formulas right. into something real, which is the point of a word problem worksheet. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. I think that just because a method doesn't use testing, right. Um, that it's there's not, no learning. <laughs> it does right. I mean, I know we had a year where we had to have our students take mm -hmm. a state standardized test. Yeah. And we didn't stress about it and we didn't, you know, give it like we didn't spend a lot of time right. prepping for it. And the students did fine and it was fine. And but when we got their results back and we looked at like questions that they got wrong, mm -hmm. and I was reading the questions, it was because they got it wrong because the ways the question was worded was dumbed down. Oh, yeah. So my kids learned the word perimeter, you know, mm -hmm. but if it's like, if the question uses like, mm -hmm. you know, a, like a silly version of it or like yeah. number sentence versus equation versus, right. you know, they're like, well, I don't know, but it's because right. they learned, they knew more. Right. Um, so I think right. even even or testing. I've seen like slope versus slant and I'm like, just exactly. ask them the formula for slope. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think even a child who does know a lot, um, mm -hmm. if they're not taught to the test, mm -hmm. right. It doesn't, it's not going to show up. What would you say the goal of a Montessori style education is? What's the goal? I would say the goal is to um, really provide a child with um, that interior discipline and curiosity mm -hmm. that they're going to keep on learning and growing and seeking mm -hmm. knowledge um, as they grow and even mm -hmm. after they move past. Um, Montessori education is teaching children how to learn Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And not just feeding them information. Right. Right. Which is exactly, I mean, so in line with it's the classical. classical so yeah. It's pretty much, yeah, just following the, following a true anthropology, a true understanding of who a human person is mm -hmm. and giving them the tools to just fulfill that because humans were meant to continue to learn and to flourish and to exactly. grow our whole lives. So it's just giving children those tools and that guidance. I love it. So awesome. All right. So another question that I wanted to address, um, because in the United States, and we talked about this a little bit the other day, um, when we were just getting ready for this conversation. In the United States, the Montessori name was not franchised, it, it was not right. um, really protected. So yeah. there are a lot of Montessori programs out there, either online or curriculum, people selling curriculum pieces, or mm -hmm that have the name Montessori, but there's no sort of governing body saying, yes, they are. So yeah. how does the parent tell, okay, this is really Montessori, or this is just using the name Montessori because then they can double the tuition, right? 
Right. Um, so I would say if you look for a couple of different things, if you mm -hmm. look on maybe the school's website um, mm -hmm. and look at the resumes of the teachers, if the majority of their teachers um, say that they were trained by either AMS or AMI, which are the two biggest Mm -hmm. um, and most well-respected Montessori training. Can you just spell those out for us across the um, a, a, just A, M, American, Montessori, so American Montessori yeah, Institute, okay. and the other one yeah. is Society, I think. Society, okay. Um, mm -hmm. Then you're in good shape. Okay. Um, if you walk into a classroom and you're doing a tour and it's really, really noisy, mm -hmm. um, if it's not Christmas, or the first week of school, um, it's yeah. probably not a mm. real, honest to goodness, Montessori classroom. Okay. Um, in a Montessori classroom, what you're going to see is children um, moving around the room. Um, mm -hmm. So you're not going to see like rows of desks. You're going to see mm -hmm. kids working on the floor, kids working at chairs. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to see some chatter, like kids are going to be mm -hmm. quietly talking. You'll probably, it's like a quiet hum that the mm -hmm. classroom has. Um, where every child is engaged in their work um, mm -hmm. and they may like, you know, stop and note something or talk to somebody or observe, but then they go back to their work. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to notice that kind of peaceful concentration. That's a hallmark Beautiful. of um, a Montessori classroom. Um, yeah. And you're going to want to look for materials like a Montessori classroom is not going to have toys, mm -hmm. even if it's a preschool. Um, right. It's going to have like work. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're seeing a lot of brightly colored plastic or things that make noise <laughs> yes. in the preschool, they're probably not keeping to mm -hmm. a Montessori method. <laughs> or a large TV screen. Yes. <laughs> probably no. not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Awesome. Okay. Those are some good hallmarks. Um, I think the final, uh, the final question is just very practical. Montessori is known for being expensive. Um, mm -hmm. The materials are expensive. At the schools, tuition is expensive. Um, but I actually want to kind of segue that into you're not sending your kids to Montessori no. school mm -mm. and sort of talk to us about that as a why, why aren't you if you worked so long and you're obviously passionate about yeah. it. So well, what yeah. was your choice like? <laughs> um, so Montessori is known for being expensive. Um, mm -hmm. that partially comes from the fact that you are using materials, so you're not, you know, worksheets are cheap, mm -hmm. um, but wooden, you know, wooden materials beautiful, are not yeah. beautiful, right? Montessori yeah. is all about beauty too. Um, mm -hmm. so it's not plastic. Everything's wood. Everything's, you know, very carefully curated and designed. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me as a homeschooling mom now, um, we have a lot of Montessori materials. Um, but the nice thing is, is that you can get a lot secondhand. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to have everything, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. the beauty of the Montessori method is that she does have, you know, five different addition materials mm -hmm. and five different subtraction materials. And there are options to help children learn their best. Mm -hmm. And one child might really love um, the golden bead materials and one child might really love the stamp game. Mm -hmm. um, and so in a classroom, you have all of it. Mm -hmm. At home, you don't need to, right. you know? So like we have 
just the materials that, you know, my children's particular mm-hmm. personalities will they use. And then we have the core materials, mm-hmm. you know, a move, we have a movable alphabet for a language. We have bead bars. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, so there are some like core pieces that you'll want right. to have, but for the rest of it, you know, mm-hmm. if you can find second hand, that's great. Um, a lot right. of Montessori you can make yourself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so that part is, I don't know, I find it fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Montessori is a, a lot about beautiful materials. Well, go to yeah. a thrift store and you can find yeah. gorgeous vases and mm-hmm. trays, you know, beautiful engraved trays for your materials yep. to sit on and oh, goodwill to my and, friend. Yeah. Love it. Exactly. <laughs> so most of our stuff comes from, you know, a thrift store. Yeah. Uh, So, so there's that, um, it's definitely possible to do at home. Um, Mm -hmm. we didn't choose to go the school route, um, partially Mm -hmm. because, um, when our first, our oldest daughter was nine months old, my husband switched life gears and started medical school. Wow. So, um, so because that, that meant that we were moving um, far enough away from my mm-hmm. teaching job mm-hmm. that we weren't going to be able to, you know, rely on the family childcare that we had, and right. that it was going to be such a commute that, like, realistically, private school teachers don't make enough, right, to justify mm-hmm. all of that. Um, yeah, and. So it gave me the tremendous opportunity to actually yeah. stay home, which was what mm-hmm. we had wanted long-term anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but since Mark was in medical school and is now um, working his way through residency, um, his mm. schedule is not his own. Um, right. And we've had you know years of his day off will be a Tuesday or yep. he'll work a 30 hour shift at the hospital and then he'll be home you know, from, 12 PM to six or like, so for us, if we had our kids in school, they wouldn't get to see their dad. Yeah. Right. Um, so this lets us homeschooling lets us pick the schedule. Um, Mm -hmm. and we can match his day off to our day off and we can Mm -hmm. match our vacation to his vacation. Um, and it makes, it makes life so much easier, (laughs) um, particularly because, um, like even with, even with having a baby, right. Like right. Ben was due in September right? and he, um, so it's like, well, so we'll we, take a few weeks. you know, we took a break in April and then started mm-hmm. our homeschool year in May so that yeah. we could take our like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Hi, do you know we're talking nope. about And you? he says, hello. He says, hello. Um, so that we, you know, can, um, we took our six week break in mm-hmm. September when he was born yeah. and didn't I love worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. the kids got lots of snuggles and <laughs> love and yeah. got to know Stories. their baby brother. And yeah. Um, hmm. So yeah, for us, it's a big flexibility is a huge piece of it. Um, so for us, um, the other big piece of it was that we wanted our children in a Catholic environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality was um, we, you know, with what a resident makes, um, we couldn't afford Catholic school per, right. and not for four kids. So there's that, you know, like we love having a big family and we want to have a big family and the mm-hmm. way to do that and provide our children with Catholic education is homeschooling. Bring it home. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. And uh, you mentioned at the beginning that you live with your grandmother lives with you. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how because I'm hearing some moms say, oh, my goodness, she has four young children <laughs> and she writes books and she has and her grandmother lives with her. So tell us how that um, integrates with the Montessori school. <laughs> Um, well, a lot of it means that my house is not very clean most yeah. of the time. Like, we are. Yep. Um, yeah, let that go. Let that yep. go. So you, we let a lot of things go. Um, <laughs> and we do, I mean, my deal is I have like one big chore for each day of the week. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if I get that done, then like win. Bonus. Um, yeah. But so yeah, we have grandma living with us and she's been with us for six years. Yeah. We moved her out um, and she has, um, you know, she has dementia. She's kind of mm-hmm. slowly declining, but she, um, boy, is still very, very active and very able. Um, yeah. And it's a great opportunity for us to teach our children the value of life right. in a way um, that sometimes gets overlooked, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, um, that we have value and purpose mm-hmm. and, um, matter no matter what yeah. we can do or mm-hmm. can do, whether we are right. this little or that old, that old, right. And so they're mm-hmm. learning, um, they're learning to love based on who a person is and not what they can do. Mm-hmm. And they're learning, um, they're learning how to serve, Right. And how to be patient. Um, Gianna loves going in and making grandma's bed in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, after grandma's gotten ready. Um, And the kids, you know, jockey over who gets to bring her breakfast and, you know, carry the coffee in and um, William gets to do her laundry. And so they really are um, learning to take care of people. Yes. Um, and then of course, you know, they get lots of extra snuggles and yeah. they get extra books and it yep. helps me out because I don't have to read good night moon for the thousandth time. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there are definitely none. perks. Yeah. Um, hmm. the other piece <laughs> is that we also have my mom who lives about a mile away. Yeah. Um, and she is amazing and mm-hmm. we would not be able to do half of what we do without Nana. Um, coming in and pitching in and, you know, she's kind of in and out most days and Mm -hmm. um, knows what we value and knows Mm -hmm. what the rules are and the culture of the family and the house is and kind of slides right in and, and pitches in, um, in a way that really blesses our family. And that's such a gift. Um, It's such a rarity now to have that multi-generational life. Um, around you and that's that's another good reason to have the kids home right because they they get get this is a treasure that not many families have Um, right and in so many uh, families you get like the younger kids get grandparent time mm -hmm. but then once the child's at school they're at school all day long and then they're home maybe at dinner and then maybe they have an activity and you're trying to squeeze all of that family time into you know just a couple of hours those hours I love that, you know, like Gianna, like, and Nana, now that she's old enough, like they do more advanced art projects together, or they you know, can sit and have discussions that are deeper, or they both Mm -hmm. love gardening. And so they can like, they create beautiful flower gardens together. And, um, and it's still learning. Mm -hmm. So it is. And I think that I, 
Yeah, I love that. Um, the idea too that homeschooling brings of quantity time over just quality time. Because mm-hmm. um, we're like, well, you know, I'll send my kids here. They're out of the house these many hours a week, but we'll have quality time when we're together. Yeah. And it's hard with, especially with, actually with me too, (laughs) maybe I'm just very childish, but it's hard with children to force quality time. Like, okay, this is our four hours a week together. So we're having quality time. Right. Right. What if they're not in the mood for that? (laughs) Right. Like maybe they don't feel well. Maybe they haven't eaten enough. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And and like after 5 PM, my children are more difficult. Like, Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we can get to family night prayers some nights, I'm feeling like Mm -hmm. a very pious mom but (laughs) it's not always pretty so I love that with um the sort of the pace and the flexibility of homeschooling you just have more opportunities for when that moment arises to be there with them and Mm -hmm. same with your mom and your grandma being there too for those moments exactly yeah and it's it's just more it's more realistic and it's more honest right like they see um (laughs) they see all the ins and outs of what it does take to run a house and to, you know, and, and so there's the reality of like chores and the reality of work and the reality of, Mm -hmm. um, of the day to day that there's such value to you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's very human. It's very mm -hmm. human life, right. For a child. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about your professional life too. (laughs) Because I'm so excited about it. So would you tell us first about your book that came out um, this last year and how, where we can get it and how it came about? What was your inspiration? Oh, so, um, so I have a book out now that's called Mary and Consecration for Mm -hmm. Families with Young Children. Mm -hmm. And we'll Um, pop that up on the screen for you all to see. And it was um, really for my daughter. Gianna, um, who is a lot like Miriam was when she was that little. Um, and, um, so she was almost, she was getting to be three and she started asking a lot of questions about Mary and she wanted to look at Mary pictures. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I renew my consecration to our lady for the immaculate conception, um, which Mm -hmm. I've done every year since, you know, age 19. Yep. And Emory. <laughs> Emory, yeah, Emory. it's a good place. Yeah. Um, so I started looking for resources mm-hmm. on Mary mm-hmm. for kids that were real resources. Right. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I came across um, a lot of different consecration options for adults and mm-hmm. resources for teenagers, and even a really beautiful one for kind of those middle grade children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't anything designed for a young child. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my husband being very supportive and uh, very confident mm-hmm. <laughs> said, um, well, you can write, just write. Yeah. Um, and at first I was like, like what? <laughs> In what time, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but the more I thought about it, the more I knew I wanted to share this part Mm -hmm. of my life with her. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started writing and, you know, through the grace of the Holy spirit, these words came out. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, it was about, uh, four months before our first draft was done. And then it was, Mm -hmm. you know, about three years before the book itself, came out into the world. Um, and 
Yeah, as That's I a was long writing, gestation. It's a long, <laughs> I know it was so long. It was worth yeah. it though. I mean, yeah. the, the illustrations took about a year and a half. Yeah, um, they're and beautiful. They're stunning. Yeah, <laughs> we have a few that we're going to scroll across the screen here. Yeah. Um, um, they're really lovely. So, so yeah, I um, was really felt that, that God was saying that this was meant for more than just my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had some families test it, you guys tested it for me. Um, and then I started, you know, learning how to write a book proposal (laughs) and (laughs) all about competitive market analysis and, you know, uh, author platforms and all of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, and well, I thankfully I have a business minded father-in-law who read a lot of drafts and was like, Nope, no, 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 back you to need it. This, you need this, you know, um, that's a great father-in-law. That's good. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it, it's yeah. now in the world and mm-hmm. lots of families and it's get a to great, it. yeah, it's a great resource. Um, the language of the different meditations on Mary are, uh, they're, they are written in a way a child can understand and there are pointers for the parents on how to talk to children about each different meditation yeah. and beautiful illustrations for each day. Um, it's a, it's really a, a, a significant work in mm-hmm. that respect. And um, you have other resources available too, for moms who might be interested in how would I, I do. do some Montessori? Where yeah. would we find those? So you can head over to my website, which is mm-hmm. elevator to mm-hmm. And um, it has all kinds of things on how to do Montessori. Um, I've mm-hmm. got a series on Montessori language and what does right. that look like step-by-step step and mm-hmm. some of our favorite works, um, yeah. where to get them, how to use them. Um, so there's, yeah, there's a lot there. I there's was, a lot of I was Catholic just stuff looking, too. Yeah, I was looking at your, um, the geography bundle. Um, oh, that, that one's really fun. Yeah. That one's really fun. And it's, again, it just sort of flowed for me from all the Charlotte Mason mm-hmm. and classical approach for that primary stage, especially. Yeah. Um, it's a really great resource. And they're all there on her website, elevatortoheaven.com. So make yep. sure you do that. And then, okay, so now is what I've been geeking out about <laughs> like, since we talked last week. But tell us about your next book that's coming out with our Sunday visitor. Oh. You already have the deal. We already, yes. So next year, and I don't have a release date yet, but um, in 2021, we'll we'll have a book out on um, women doctors of the church, um, which I'm ecstatic about um, because Mm -hmm. out of the 37 doctors of the church, only four of them are women. um, And there are no resources for children about almost any of them. Surprisingly yes. enough, Hildegard is the one who has the most books about her. For children? Um, yes. Or just for in- oh my for gosh. Well, Demi. Demi Look, yeah, oh, right. Demi, Demi has, has a the beautiful one. Yeah. book. Yeah, his illustration. Um, but I wasn't, you know, Wait. I wanted my strong-willed, feisty daughters <laughs> yes. to get to know <laughs> Teresa of Avila and yeah. to and Catherine of Siena and then to mm-hmm. learn more about Therese than just the like fluff version. Oh yeah. yeah um, right. which you know, Not that her. kind of pastel version right. of her. Um right. that so um I wrote this book. Um it's, it yourself. It's, simple. And I think it gives Mm -hmm. a a good um, intro into who these women were. Um, Mm -hmm. And also that idea that, you know, God calls all of our daughters to be saints. 
mm-hmm. and to be saints in their own mold, you right. know, that like mm-hmm. they all have unique gifts and unique talents and a unique call. Um, and mm-hmm. I think by looking at these four amazing women um, mm-hmm. who broke the molds yes. in their times, it, right. it gives kind of freedom and agency to say, you know what, like, yeah, I can too. Yeah. Very much so. And I, I love thinking of those four women. So for those of you who don't know, it's Hildegard of Bingen mm-hmm. and Catherine of Siena, Teresa of Avila and St. Therese of Lisieux. And I think all four of them just bust all of the stereotypes that our culture has about Catholic, <laughs> really moms, no, Catholic women. And yes. um, I was thinking the same thing. I was with your daughter's Gianna. And mm-hmm. I have Miriam Gianna, my oldest. I know. And Saint Gianna really busts all of those. I mean, she's a doctor and a mother, and she does. I just, yeah. So, I'll. It's a wonderful way to for history to come alive and for our Catholic heritage mm-hmm. to come alive to di- to dig into these individual lives and to pick mm-hmm. the four women doctors. And I just finished up filming um, the series on Teresa of Avila's Interior Castle. Oh, thank you. We'll wait till number seven comes out. Don't judge okay. it yet. But um, so that just wrapped up and I was looking for lists of books that I could recommend for families to learn mm-hmm. more about Teresa. And I found lots for, and there was nothing for children. There, there was like, you is, know, some of the oh, there's a new one. There's a new one. Okay. There's a new one. It's called the interior castle and okay. Magnificat put it out and it's Ooh. originally, it was originally French. So okay. it was just translated and it's for oh, children. It's fun. brilliant and beautiful. Okay. And it guides this little boy through her interior castle. Ooh, a boy. I like that too. I know. I love to the men in. I love that. Okay. It's, it's awesome. I'm going to yeah. find it and link it in this video description yeah. because that is music to my soul. It's and your, your upcoming book is music <laughs> to my soul. Um, yes. So my last question for you that I get sometimes from other homeschooling moms um, or just women in general is this idea of being a working professional mother um, who's also homeschooling and are the two antithetical do they is there how do you find a way that your professional life doesn't rub against the grain of your vocation um, as a wife and a mother so I don't know how you think about that if you could share a little bit I think for a long time, I kind of assumed that they would be antithetical mm-hmm. um, and that if I was, you know, going to be like home with the kids and I just needed to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And for a long time for me, like that, that worked okay um, mm-hmm. because teaching is one of my passions. So yeah. I, you you're know, teaching your kids that <laughs> and, you know, so like it worked fine, but honestly, after, you know, like as time progressed, I started realizing, well, wait a second, there are other gifts that I have and there Mm -hmm. are other passions that I have. And, um, I also started thinking about how I want my daughters to see those, Mm -hmm. you know, um, my mom, my mom worked, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with a stay at home mom. And, um, you know, she, like, I, I never felt like I was lacking as mm-hmm. a child, mm-hmm. you know, so I kind of knew that it could be, you know, you could, you can raise really well-adjusted children working and, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, for me, 
I think that there has to be a balance and there are definitely seasons where it's not possible. You know, like I stopped, Mm -hmm. I've only just now, um, kind of started sitting back down to writing. Um, so like the last few weeks of, you know, my pregnancy and the, you know, (laughs) first few months of postpartum, we're just like, no, I'm not, I, I cannot do all of it. Um, and there's, yeah, the reality to Mm -hmm. that, um, is that some seasons, you can't right. and that the kids and my husband come first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there are, there are always those pockets of time right. that you use. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, I'm also blessed in a special way that my income mm-hmm. is not our, is not necessary for right. our, um, you know, like family to eat. Right. So like I can, I have the um, ability and the gift Mm -hmm. to step back when I need to, you know, like if we have a child, you know, Gianna, um, Gianna has ADHD and anxiety Mm -hmm. and, um, we've had, you know, seasons where she's just really needed 110% of my focus to get her where she needs to be. Um, we've had seasons where grandma has needed, you know, 110% of my focus. Um, and so I think, you know, we're, I'm very blessed to be able to have the freedom to kind of come in and out. Um, writing is also a special kind of career, you know, where I have like these long-term deadlines. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, like my next manuscript, my nephew isn't due till September, you know? So you're like, well, like, so I I have more freedom and flexibility. Right. And I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned two of those points, especially because they sort of are personal to me as well, that not taking for granted, Mm -hmm. um, that we have this freedom and flexibility too homeschool and and even it's a it's a gift to even be able to try and make that balance right because you have these two elements of your life a lot of women don't right now um but you know I would encourage anyone who's watching um even if you feel like you can't strike balance any more than you have but you want to just to take that take some time to self-reflect Um, and look at Mm -hmm. look at your life and the structure of it and where there may be some creative ways that you can tweak it that you hadn't thought of before so just encouraging everyone to um, think about that possibility for themselves and And then also yeah go ahead I was just gonna say that I know I'm a better mom and Mm -hmm. I'm a better wife when I'm full and so for me writing is one of the things Mm -hmm. that um, makes me come alive in in a, mm-hmm. you know, very real way. And yeah. so I, like when I have that pocket of time where like, these are my two, you know, this is my two hours of writing time, yes. this, you know, like this is my chunk and I can set, mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, set aside all the other mm-hmm. stuff and this is my chunk to write, then I'm able right. to be so much more present. Yes. Um, yeah. when I need to be, you, mom. yeah, you've had and, that, mm-hmm. that time. And I think, um, too, just keeping in mind for me, also keeping in in mind in my heart, the humility to listen to my husband and listen to my children. If they tell me mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm, I'm going too much in the professional focus direction and mm-hmm. listening, um, yeah, listening to them too. It's usually my husband who's like, you need to sit down and go right, right now. Like just, why don't you go yeah, do right? that? 
and we'll just take care of this. And um, Mm -hmm. yes, like we're both blessed with very supportive husbands who see that thirst Mm -hmm. in us and and tell us to go do something about it, uh, which is Mm -hmm. wonderful. (laughs) All right, so uh, one more time on the giveaway before we say goodbye to Colleen. And you are coming back, by the way, when your next book comes out, because I want to hear all about these four women of the church from you. So we will have you back. This has been so great and it's given me lots of ideas with the whole classical approach and learning more about Montessori just Good. a reminder that you have an opportunity all of you who God bless you are still with us at this point in the interview you have an opportunity <laughs> for a fabulous giveaway uh, Colleen is going to send out a signed book plate holy card and some vinyl stickers who doesn't love vinyl stickers you can put them on your cell phone you can put them on your oh they're so fun I love them. They go on everything. So Mm -hmm. how can you enter to win this little packet? You will do the SCS. You will subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not done so already. Then please leave a comment telling us that you have subscribed and maybe just a little kudos to Colleen for all of her time (laughs) and her expertise. So leave a comment, subscribe, leave a comment and share. That's the SCS is share. So please share this on your favorite social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you like, um, and tag me in it so that I can then share your share. So thank you so much, Colleen. It was a pleasure. And thank you, Ben, for joining us. Yes. And like a little interviewee. (laughs) He is. He's very good. I'm impressed with his maturity. He's definitely an advanced child. All right. Well, God bless Colleen and we will see you when that next book comes out. I'm so excited.